Welcome, everybody, to my first ever episode on the podcast. I'm Peyton Finkley, and glad to have you here. If you're watching or listening, thank you. Uh, This is new to me, and I don't know if I'm even going to get an audience, but we'll see. Uh, I really like this setup. It's super cool. I feel like a pro. I got this stuff for Christmas, so thanks, Santa. But um, to give a little more depth and description on the podcast, um, I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and in the next six months, I'm going to be serving a mission for my church in which I will be sent to a location, not of my choosing, for 18 months where I will serve the people there and teach them about Jesus Christ and the Book of Mormon and all of those things involved with that, which is super, super cool and exciting, but also terrifying. And with that, I wanted to start this podcast to help future missionaries and or return missionaries, you know? It's it's hard navigating life, and especially when you're going to serve a mission— Life can throw some curveballs at you, and it's not easy. So I just kind of wanted to do this to talk about my experiences and what I've done in preparation for a mission for those future missionaries so that they can get some words of encouragement and some advice and also just kind of learn the ropes of what you need to do. But this is my version. No one has to follow it. Um, No one's perfect, and I will do it my own way, but I am very, very excited for this journey. So I will continue this podcast after my mission as well. This will be the post-mission part where I talk about my experiences and what I learned and grew from and the people I taught and the cultures I learned and experienced wherever I go, wherever I go. So with that being said... This is my podcast. Uh, It is currently untitled, so bear with me. I will figure that out later on. But for now, let's just call it Peyton's Perspective. Ooh, wait, that's kind of good. That's actually fire. Maybe we should just stick with that. But I also want to, like, include the mission in it. Like, Peyton's Perspective on Pre- and Post-Mission. That's way too much alliteration for me. That's hurting my brain. Anyway, today's episode is going to be about... The very, very, very beginning of thinking and deciding of going on a mission, which I'll just explain kind of my story. So back in June, I got something called a patriarchal blessing. And in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we all can choose to get patriarchal blessings, which kind of give us a roadmap to the rest of our lives. Uh, We believe that God kind of just gives revelation to a patriarch who is the one that gives the blessing um gives revelation about us and what we will encounter in our lives sometimes it can be specific sometimes it won't be but they are very personal to us very very meaningful and special and personable and just right for us each in like each one of us individually so i got mine in june um and I don't like it's it's not super appropriate to share things in your patriarchal blessing. Um, but the reason why I'm going to bring this up is because it relates to the podcast. But I got my patriarchal blessing in June, and the first paragraph of my entire blessing states that you will prepare to go to the temple 
in preparation for a mission which you will serve. Those were the words that said in my patriarchal blessing. And for me, a woman, I was terrified, you know? Because women aren't, like, pushed to go on missions. They're more, they're more encouraged to get married, you know? But hearing this directly from my Heavenly Father was insane. I was, like, so shocked. I was like, there's no way. I don't want to serve a mission. Are you kidding? I never wanted to serve at all. My desire to serve was booty. It was, it was dog water. It was awful, you know? And I had never really thought about it until this moment. And I'm like, crap, I have to serve a mission. What the heck? You know? I'm like, God, why you got to do me like that? But um, I cried the entire day after that moment. Um, my mom and I were just sobbing. Uh, she was sobbing happy tears. I was sobbing sad tears because I did not want to go. I was like, I refuse. This is this this has to be wrong. Like, God has to like have made a mistake or something. But don't ever question that. He does not make mistakes. This was my plan, and it is my plan. So your girl's serving a mission. Woo! Can't wait. Um, am I still terrified? Yes, absolutely. So this was in June of 2023, and it's currently January 2024. So it's been six months since I received my blessing, and your girl's still trying to navigate, like, how she feels, you know? I'm terrified, but I think it's going to be so good for me. Um... But I knew that I needed to do a year of school before I served because I was no, in no way, shape, or form ready to serve. I had just started coming back to church because um, I was inactive for two years because COVID-19 messed everything up. Like, punching the air. I hate COVID. We all hate COVID. We hated the experiences, but it did deter me from having a relationship with God and believing, you know? I had no faith and I had no testimony. I just felt that, hmm, you know what? Let's just not go to church. Let's just not do any of this. I'm lazy and I could care less. That was my that was my thinking mode the entire two years of COVID. Um, and it wasn't until May of last year in 2023 where I just had this insane revelation. I was like, oh, I gotta just gotta go back to church. I just finished my first semester of college in Michigan at Grand Valley State University, and I hated it. It was the worst experience of my life. Like, honestly, dog water. But I learned so, so, so much there, which I honestly do think that helped prepare me for my mission. And I am still preparing for my mission. And all these experiences, I'm just, like, thinking, like, hmm. It's funny how this all, like, is orchestrated, and it seems so perfect that, like, this is all happening to me right before my mission. And I need to know this kind of stuff. You know? It's just crazy how God works. So, bless up. <laughs> but, um, everything since then has changed my entire perspective on my life, where I want my life to go, and my faith in Jesus Christ. Which is insane. Because that was the first time that I felt so close to God, was receiving my patriarchal blessing. I was like, wait, really? Like, And the patriarch who gave me my blessing knew nothing about me. But whatever was stated in my blessing was so, so, so specific and so personable for me. Personal for me that it changed my, my perception of God. And it, like, it truly showed that he loves me and he sees me. And I've continued to believe this 
But as I've gone down throughout the year and gone to BYU and met these incredible people I'm friends with here and just had all these experiences, it's opened my eyes even more. And the learning is never going to stop in this life. It never will. We will always, always, always be learning more things about our Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ each and every day. It's really crazy, honestly, to think about. Because you're like, yeah, I think I know everything. Well, wrong. You don't know everything. And I am taking um, a few religion classes at BYU right now. It's required. But my professor last week was like, you may think you know everything about the gospel, even if you've like, even after you've served a mission, but you don't. You don't know anything. You know, like a small portion, like maybe 0.2 percent of the gospel, and just your entire perception just goes out of the water. Like you, you realize that there is so much more out there that like you don't know and that there are so many people out there that are willing to help guide you on this journey in life and that's why we have missionaries because even if you did serve a mission you can still not know anything but um as for me i just started for the first time ever reading the book of mormon all the way through and for me that's weird uh, I have a lot of friends who've served missions and they like they come to me and they're like, yeah, I've read the Book of Mormon like eight times before my mission and now I'm like reading it for the third time after my mission. I'm like, oh crap, you know, I'm like the world's worst Mormon, you know? <laughs> and I, I used to tell myself that all the time and I still do because I think like I get in my head and I'm like, dang, I could be such a better missionary if I tried and if I had read the Book of Mormon before, but no. And that is okay. I've realized that that's okay. Um, I had my time where I needed to come back on my own to church. No one ever forced me to come back, which is insane, because I never genuinely thought that I would come back to church, but I did. And then God's like, whoop-bam, you're going on a mission. Whoop-bam, all this kind of stuff. Specific, specific, specific. And it's like, whoop-bam, you got into BYU, the world's worst school. It's so hard and it's so rigorous, but it's the best school. Why did I call it the worst school? It's the best school, but it's so hard. And I've met the most amazing people here. But I've also had some pretty gosh darn hard experiences here as well, you know? And that is the way life is. Life is never going to be easy, but I like something that my dad told me yesterday. Or was it today? I don't remember. But anyway, the point is, I told my dad... I had a really, really rough weekend um, just with some personal things in my life and it's helped me to grow and to learn and to move on. So I was like, Dad, life sucks. And he's like, Pate, listen, life does not suck. That is your perception of life. You get to change and see how your life really is. You get to choose your life. If you want your, if you want your life to suck, then you get to make your life suck. But it is your choice to make your life as it is. And I love that he told me that because we are always going to be in charge of our lives, even if it may not feel like it. I think the best gift we have on this earth is the gift of agency. God gave us that gift right out, right out the womb. We were born like, bam, we make choices now. That's pretty cool because if you blame something on other people, you can't do that, you know? You have choices. You get to make choices. 
and you have to be accountable for your choices. And that is one of the most beautiful things God could have given us. And we talk about that in the creation with Adam and Eve, where they had the choice to partake of the fruit of the tree or not. And they did when God had told them not to, but they had agency there. God cannot give us agency and make us do something else. You know, that is not the point of agency. He gives us agency. And in the end, we learned a big lesson with Adam and Eve. They transgressed, but they understood that without partaking of the fruit, they wouldn't understand the difference between right and wrong. They wouldn't have the gift of discernment and no one would have that gift. And we wouldn't even be here if it weren't for that decision. So it's pretty cool how the world works. Pretty cool how God works in that way. But um, with my mission, I am learning a lot of things that I never knew before. Um, I have a lot of friends, like I said before, that have already served and have gone to really, really cool places or just served within the States and they still learned so many cool things. It does not matter where you go on your mission. That does not determine you as a missionary. It never does. Like, if you get called to Pennsylvania, if you get called to freaking Louisiana, that's not bad. And people think that when they get called to these states in the United States of America, they're like, dang it, I'm not cool. I'm not going to do any good work in on my mission, which is so far from the truth. And I haven't even served, and I know that. Um... And I don't even know where I'm going to go yet. My, my, my mission papers aren't fully turned in yet. I, I haven't filled them out all the way. But I started them in December. And it's January... What is it? It's January 15th. And I'm planning on submitting them by the end of the month. Which is scary. But exciting. But anyway. I don't know where I'm going to go. And once I do, I have to be okay with the fact that Where I'm chosen to serve is where God wants me. And God has people waiting for me to teach. That is all that matters. And even in the States, you get to learn so many different cool cultures and people around that you may not even like have experienced or like may not even think about, you know? It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool how that works. So I urge anyone who's planning to serve a mission to be okay with the fact that if you don't serve somewhere super, super, super cool or out of the country, that does not mean that you're not a worthy and cool missionary yourself. It's the work you do. It's the people you teach and it's the impact you have. That is all that matters. Being here at BYU has been a really incredible experience for me to kind of dip my toes in the water for how my mission will look. Not fully, because... Missions are hard, and I've heard that one too many times. But being here, I have been able to serve people that I never thought I would, and I've been able to teach the gospel to people that I never thought I would. And it's been super, super cool. It's been a cool opportunity to be here, um, despite everything that's happened to me. You know, my life hasn't been easy here at BYU, social-wise, academic-wise, mental health-wise, any of it, you know? But that is me being tested. And the crazy thing is, is that this is Satan working on me 
Um, and I've been told this many times by multiple different people, but I'm this close to serving my mission, and I just feel like my world's falling apart right now. I feel like I'm losing friends. I feel like I'm not where I should be. I feel like I just feel so out of place, and it hurts. It hurts me internally. I don't feel worthy. But that's Satan getting to me and making me feel unworthy of what I'm about to do. I'm about to be an instrument in God's plan. I'm about to teach people, and I'm about to change people's lives. One of the goals I set for myself on my mission is this. I am not serving to baptize people. I'm not serving to convert people. I'm serving people to teach them about Jesus and to grow, help them grow closer to Jesus Christ. And I'm helping them find themselves, who they truly are. Because it's not all about being converted to church. There has to be other steps prior taken to even want to reach that step. You have to let them understand that they are worthy of being loved. I want to teach people how much they can love themselves. Because I know I have been many times in my life have I not wanted to love myself and have not, and I've hated myself. And it's really sucked. It really has. Um, but the beautiful thing about it all is that as we find ourselves, we find Christ. And that's where it all begins. But the first steps I am willing to take are to show people that they are worthy. They are worthy of being on this earth. They are worthy of being loved by anybody. And I will be that first person for them to love. That is my goal. That is my goal as a missionary. And I really hope that I can change people's lives and maintain some good relationships with them afterward. Um, a guy in my home ward back in Michigan served in my ward for probably six months. He was there for a long time. His name is Kate Herrick. Um, I've gotten really, really close with him. Um, and he's still serving right now. He gets home in June. And I'm going to go to his homecoming, which is super exciting. But he is probably my biggest inspiration right now for wanting to serve a mission. He served in Michigan. Not a very cool state, you know? I mean, Michigan's pretty cool, I think. But it's just a basic state in the United States of America, you know? It's, it's not like a special, special mission. It's not like you're going to the Philippines or you're going to Brazil or anything like that, you know? But the impact he made on me and my family is all that mattered. All that mattered. He was able to bring me and my brother back to church when we had nothing. We wanted nothing to do with the church. We had no interest. And all he did, all he did was be personable and make a relationship with us. He didn't force or shove anything down our throats. That is not what it's about. He made relationships first and he slowly integrated the gospel into our lives just by being an example. That is a cool and true, true missionary. And I will continue to look up to him after my mission and from that day on. I have loved and loved being around him and showing him what I'm capable of and seeing him be a good missionary. He is awesome and he might be a guest on the show. I was actually texting him today, it's P-Day, and he was like, hey, if you never need a guest on the show, I got you. So I was like, cool, works for me. But with that being said, 
Missions are hard. Missions are scary. Missions are very, very, very draining. But no one that I've talked to has ever regretted it. They've all loved their missions despite all their hardships they've experienced. Hardships are what we need. I made a post yesterday on Instagram expressing my gratitude for the Book of Mormon. In the Book of Mormon, we learn of many, many, many different prophets and people of the book who go through hardships and struggle and struggle. It is because of their faith in Jesus Christ that they are able to overcome that and those challenges and be a completely better person than they first were. We need hardships to help us grow because without them, we'd be in the same spot. We'd be stuck. We wouldn't know where to learn and where to grow. That is why we are put here on this earth. That's why God put us here. He tested us and he is continuing to test us every single day of our faith in him. The end goal for all of us is to come back to him. I can't wait when it comes to judgment day and I am chosen to go to heaven and I get to hug my savior and my heavenly father and heavenly mother. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. Just the pure thought of that makes me want to get a little emotional, but I won't because I'm not a crier. Actually, no, that's very not true. I'm probably the most emotional person you could ever meet. I cry like on the daily, but I'm also on my period right now. It's kind of kind of like shark week right now. So I'm in the midst of my emotions and don't know how to deal with them sometimes. But that is besides the point. And that is okay for you to cry. Cry it out. Cry your heart out if you want to. Because it's good for you. Yes, I'm very much a crier. I kind of lied. Oops. But anyway. um, I guess this kind of wraps up my first episode. It's kind of like all over the place. But this is just the beginning of a wonderful series that I have in store for you guys. I want to continue to teach future missionaries about what they need to do to prepare and what I can even teach myself to do to prepare even more. Um, I can't wait for this journey in my life. I can't wait for its challenges, its blessings, and how it changes me as a human being and a disciple of Jesus Christ. Um, Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, I should be back with an episode soon enough. I'm a college kid, so we'll have to see how it works with my schedule because BYU is so hard. But... I hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and thank you for listening and watching. Bye!